Hello and welcome to Alta Helsinki podcast, a student-led show that opens the doors to the world of science. Hello everybody and welcome to listen to our third Alta Helsinki podcast episode. Today we have two hosts from our team, me, Anni and Annina. And we also have here in uh, the studio two alumni from previous Alta Helsinki item teams. And welcome to our podcast. And if you mind introducing your, yourselves, which year did you participate in iGEM? And maybe if you have a fun fact about you. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, hi, I'm Noya and I took part in iGEM in 2019. And a fun fact about me would be that when I'm stressed, I bake. So I guess baking is kind of my stress therapy. <laughs> Oh, Ooh. nice. <laughs> and hi, I'm Carla. Um, I took part in Alto Helsinki 2020. And fun fact, or not fun, but curious fact about me is that I hate chocolate. Oh, what? Nice. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> Never heard of that. Because I can't imagine <laughs> living that way. <laughs> All types of chocolate or just... All kinds. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, welcome, Neja and Carla. Um, from which study ground do you come from? So do you study biology or? Uh, well, I did my bachelor's in chemistry with a minor in molecular biosciences, but my master's are in translational medicine. Okay, yeah, both in University of Helsinki. Yeah, both of them at University of yeah. Helsinki, and I'm currently just finishing my master's. Oh, okay. Mm. And I did my bachelor's in Spain, uh, genetics bachelor's, and then my master's at the University of Helsinki was evolutionary biology. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Did you, by the way, have any team members from non-biological background? Um, well, we had an artist in our team, oh, so cool. that was quite out of um, our comfort zone, in a sense, mm. very different uh, than the rest of us. Uh, mainly had some kind of understanding of biology or some background in it. Okay. Did the art- artist do, like, your graphic designs or... Uh, yeah, he did all our graphic design and our video and worked on our presentations. And um, actually, he got really into, um, well, the science part as well. I think in the end, uh, when we went to Boston, he kind of knew a lot about the biological part of the project as well. So, Oh, wow. That's, cool. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. How about Carla? Um, for us, I think the person that was like not biology person uh, was studying physics. But so it was science field related, but not biology. So we had to kind of explain all the biology stuff and everything. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, maybe we can get more into your years in iGEM. So if you would like to tell us a bit about your projects in general. So the idea of our project was to develop new platform for production of therapeutic proteins. Uh, as we believed that in the next 10 or a bit more years, about half of all newly developed drugs will be biopharmaceuticals, and uh, the current um, production platforms are quite limited. So the main idea of our project was to develop a platform for um, recombinant protein production in vibrionatriogens, which is the fastest dividing organism known today. All oh, right. Wow. How did it go? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, <laughs> a 
like well but it could be better i suppose okay. <laughs> so um what we um were able to do is um, tweak the vibrio nitrogens a bit so we improved the expression levels and then also uh, the main idea was first that we would like to um, express our protein of interest in the cytoplasm then translocate it into the periplasm and then we would kind of increase the leakiness of the bacteria so it would be released into media so what we succeeded in doing is the expression part and then we translocated the um, protein to periplasm however we run out of time to then try to get it out of the cell as well yeah seems that the time is like the yeah it's the limiting limiting i know we have already noticed that even though we're just (laughs) starting How about Carla? Okay, so for us, uh, we focused on an environmental project and we wanted to detect uh, macrolide antibiotics in wastewater treatment plants because these are uh, antibiotics that uh, can accumulate in the environment and then they cause antibiotic resistance in environmental bacteria. So we developed a biosensor uh, which basically detected uh, if there were macrolides and it produced uh, green fluorescent light. So the main idea or final product would be kind of a box with cells attached and then you would pour uh, water from the wastewater treatment plant inside and if there was uh, green fluorescence there would mean that there are macrolides and the removal process of this macrolide is not good enough in the treatment plant. What about you? Did you get some results at the end of summer? Uh, yeah well okay we were in the lab like all September as well and part of October. (laughs) Yeah, we were running out of time as well, but um, we were super happy because one problem that we were struggling with was that um, so we needed to kind of increase the binding affinity of the transcription factor to the macrolides. And the TriLab team uh, did some modeling and then uh, we found some mutations. We ordered those. and then we kind of succeeded in doing that and we increased the binding affinity of the transcription factor to the macrolides. So that was kind of cool, I guess. Nice. Yeah, yeah, sounds really cool, really yeah. interesting. Uh, so that's kind of like the perfect way to use the modeling team. So you have a like great problem that is affecting your device and then the modeling team comes there and kind of like fixes all your problems. Uh, yeah, that's a really good example, like how that dry lab team and wet lab team support each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, okay. So we heard a bit earlier that uh, the item teams can have, for example, artists in a team and we are doing a bunch of other, th- other stuff than just this like scientific project itself. And we have divided ourselves into a um, sub-teams with uh, people responsible for so- social media posts and blog writing and all that. Uh, so how about you? Did, do you re- remember what <laughs> did you do during your years? Uh, well, so I was part of wet lab team. But then, of course, apart from that, I also took part in writing the blog posts and then visits to schools and planning those visits, same as uh, we took part in a few kind of like startup competitions just to to practice our pitching skills basically. Um, So that was really fun. We got second at one of them. Nice. (laughs) But yeah, those were a really good experience and there was lots of preparation for that as well. 
Yep. And for me, uh, I took part uh, on the fundraising team. And also I was team vice leader, so I was doing all the management and organization of the project. And then dry lab and pitching the presentations to everyone, basically. (laughs) So (laughs) we have noticed that a big part of the project is also just scheduling everything and the project management. (laughs) You're nodding like... (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to know if you have like gained experience on this field and has this helped you in any way in your uh, life after IGEM? Um, well, I think Carla probably has more experiences than me since she was vice team leader. But in my case, at least in a sense of wet lab, how how the planning works properly and where you should really order the reagents and bacteria and everything you need. Uh, well, it comes handy in the lab nowadays because I know how much time I should assign to that and not expect them to arrive in two weeks, let's say. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's something you don't learn from, for example, school. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, things don't arrive that fast. Well, <laughs> especially now due to COVID, it's even slower than usually. But yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, for me, I guess that the thing I learned the most is to manage the whole group, the whole team itself. And it was kind of funny because uh, we also tried to do a lot of afterworks. So every week we had afterworks and we kind of tried to make sure that everyone felt comfortable in the team. And like there were like mm, people that become like real friends, like and after the project, they have uh, stayed in contact and everything. So that was kind of cool. But then also I think that it was really good uh, to learn how to manage like the deadlines. And at least now in my master's thesis, it has helped me a lot like to know when do I have to start writing? When do I need to do this analysis, etc., etc. So I think that was kind of good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can like as well say that as a biology student, I didn't have like any experience on like really real project management because this is I don't know feels a bit uh, like starting some kind of like company almost or something because yeah. we have to do everything ourselves yeah kind of like startup or something yeah. like that yeah but it's definitely a good experience uh so we want to hear more about life after iGEM since we're still <laughs> in this so what kind of impact did the iGEM have on you and Did it affect your study or career choices? Um, well, I was applying to must to master's program during IGM, so it didn't really change my master's path. But at the same time, it did give me this input into industry. Uh, since we were still the team that got a chance to go to Boston, we also got a chance to visit some companies there. And also during the time in Finland, uh, we visited quite a few startups and companies here as well so yeah it gave me that idea um, before starting iGEM I was sure I'll do PhD and now I am still kind of deciding what I'd want to do afterwards and then of course all the people that you get to meet along the way I think that's the the biggest advantage just the contacts you make in your team but then also on conferences it's Yeah, it, it just increases your network and you make friends for life. 
Yeah, it's really nice that ITEM kind of puts the industrial side and academic side together, like in a very unique way. Yep, I would say that for me, it also kind of opened the doors to the industry uh, side. And um, as I've said, I'm doing the master's in evolutionary biology, but I didn't know if I really wanted to stay in academia. Uh, and I was kind of feeling that I was missing my genetics background and everything and wet lab. So uh, I think that that influenced me a lot. And now next year I'm starting a master's in pharmaceutical and biotechnological industry. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I think that was really kind cool. of good. Yeah. Uh, where are you starting it? Uh, in Spain, because oh. in Spain we have uh, four years of bachelor's and one of master's. Okay. So I didn't want to do two other years of master's. Yeah, I was yeah like, of course. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds handy. <laughs> so if you think back uh, to your IGM years, is there something like really significant that you remember? <laughs> Wait, I have to think about it. Or like, I don't know, maybe one successful day in a lab or just in general, like really nice time with the team. Or I mean, I think, yeah, my nicest memories with the team were, I guess, when we were traveling to conferences and just the fact that we got to meet like new people and then also the sightseeing was really nice, I suppose. Um, in Paris, um, the first day that we arrived there, I think it was the hottest day in history, maybe, or at least in wow. the last wow. like <laughs> 50 years or so. It was 43 degrees and it was our only free day. So it was oh kind of like God. the sightseeing oh. at <laughs> 43. Um, it was, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, nice memory. And then just in Boston, we got to do so much together. Um, It was it was nice. Uh, we did the like a Harvard tour and um, the well, actually, we just messaged a postdoc that used to work in Helsinki mm -hmm. uh, that went to Harvard, hoping she's maybe gonna reply us, and yeah. she did. And um, she showed us around university, but then also afterwards, she al al um, invited us all to her Halloween party. <laughs> So, wow. so cool. <laughs> it was really cool. Okay, so, so many. It was like cool. We were at her, like her apartment, partying with other like Harvard postdocs and PhD students, and like it was it was lots of fun. And she she was really really nice. So oh, sounds so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. I just like. Sh yeah, you didn't get to travel that much yeah, last year. We didn't travel so. I think the best memories are like uh, we decided that we would do um, cabin weekends. So we did two or three cabin weekends. And I think those were kind of funny. Like we were on in the sauna and then uh, at the sea. And um, I think those like are the best memories we have, because since we didn't get to know that many people from apart from our team, it's the best thing I can say that we did. But I yeah. think that's still nice, though. Yeah, yeah it, it is, it is. Really I mean, nice. I was so happy that, that we got to do something. I was like, yes, finally, <laughs> we have done something all together. Mm. <laughs> As alumni, you have gained a lot of experience during your IGM year. Uh, what would be the one, the most important advice you would give us or the future IGM team? Or any teams out there yeah. struggling <laughs> with the same things? <laughs> I would say just try to enjoy it, try to enjoy every moment. In the end, it's not about 
winning or even getting gold prize, it, it's great if you get a gold medal. But in the end, it's more about what you learn along the way and the friendships you make and just have fun. Yeah, exactly mm. the same thing. Don't obsess about winning. Just get obsessed about learning yeah. and just enjoy the time because it's a great opportunity to learn. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so true. By the way, did you have any partnerships with other teams? Well, for us, uh, we also had a podcast, so we collaborated with um, the Swedish thing team. I think it was from Lund, so they interviewed us. And then, of course, the exchange of parts with some Swedish teams as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then, of course, in the year when we were competing, there was a team in Turku. So we organized some gatherings with them. We met each other, I think, two or three times. Uh, for us, we did uh, like a partnership with the Swedish team because they had some some problems with the biobrick. So we sent them some parts, and then in return, I think that they helped us like with some business planning and stuff like that. And then with who, with who we really had the close partnership was the Copenhagen team. Uh, be, uh, we met like during the summer, like lots of like I don't remember, like it were a lot of meetings because we were collaborating with the modeling. So basically, we were giving advice to each other about the softwares that we could use, and then also uh, sending the modeling results. So we kind of uh, got to explain each other what what it was going on there, and the other team could point out some things that maybe we didn't think about before. So that was kind of really good partner partnership. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. It's really nice to meet people also outside of Finland and yeah. like all yeah. over. I think IGEM uh, forms this like nice community. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so it much. was really nice <laughs> to hear all the IGEM experiences and Yeah, it was so nice to have <laughs> you here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Stay tuned for the next episode where we cover our project, Cutlux and the project design.